Yo. Yo. There he is. Yo, what's up, man? What's good, y'all? Hold on. Let me... How you doing? Uh-oh, froze up. We're having technical difficulties today. There you go. All right, cool. You know what it was, man? I was on my MacBook. For some reason, it wouldn't let you um send a request. It was weird. It's all good. I mean, we got you now, so everything is good to go. Let us. We're going to go ahead and do the intro real quick. What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of That Mo Show. I am your host, Hitch Montana, with my co-host. Johnny. Appreciate y'all tuning in with us for another episode of Music Over Everything. And because we're talking about music, we got a special guest part of the show with us today. Tell everybody who you are, my man. Yo, what's good, man? It's Maid. I'm out of Orlando, Florida, and I'm um, happy to be here. Artist, producer, videographer, engineer. I, I I do a lot, man. I do a lot, but I'm glad to be here. I appreciate y'all having me on the show, man. Hey, we appreciate yeah, you being a part the time of the view of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Maid, you... You big, you you big stuff out here, man. We hear a lot ah. of good stuff about you. You just, you just finished, you just finished executive producing Newest with Jules. How was that? Man, it, it was a process, man. I learned, I learned so much through the, through the journey of that project, and um, it wasn't easy if I, if I'm being honest, but just even as the audio engineer, like, after I got done mixing it, I honestly just, de I didn't even listen to it again. Like, even after it came out, I just waited, like, a another two weeks. And then once I got to really, like, sit with it as the listener, I really got to appreciate it because my perspective was kind of, like, flawed because, you know, like, I'm the engineer, so I'm constantly hearing it. So, of course, I'm going, I'm going to be like, yo, it's great, it's a classic. But once I got to really, like, step back, and like listen to the project, I was like, yo, I, this is great. I like this project a lot. So shout out to Jules, man. If y'all haven't heard that need was go get that. It's an amazing project, man. We put our heart into that thing. For it sure. Is, it is it is truly, it is truly it's a good great work of art. Now, May had wearing so many different hats. How do you how do you how do you take off those hats when you're in when you're in that mode when you're in making an album whether it's your own album or someone else's you have to take off a hat and then put on another hat in order to see it from a different point of view how do you do that in that I'll, I'll say this man I think not to get like too deep but like you know when you were created you were created to do things not one thing. So some days I might be a producer, I might be a videographer, I might be an engineer, whatever calls for the day. So for that project, um, like if I'm working on a project, I'm just really focused and I'm locked in. I'm not on Instagram while I'm with a client. I'm not checking emails. I'm just really locked in and I'm solely I'm focused on whoever I'm working with. I'm not in the studio session like, hey, you know, my stuff coming out soon. Make sure that it's like, nah. I completely remove myself out of the equation as an artist, and I'm there to serve whoever the client is or whoever I'm in a room with. And that's and that, and that usually works, like, pretty well for me. Just staying focused, man. Now, trying to be all of those things in, like, one set, it's just not going to work. It's too much. You know, it's too much. Absolutely. <laughs> it's too much. 
Now, you just dropped the music video for Vanity last month. You yeah. you dropped the single My Kinda Crazy not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Is, is, it, is it safe to say there's an album on the way? Uh, I would say e- EP. EP is okay. more accurate. EP is more accurate. I think an album is more like, like what, like eight songs now? That's so short. Albums used to be like, I don't know, man, like 25 songs. You'd be lucky if you did. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be it used to be like an hour long. Yeah. yeah. You'd be lucky if you get nine songs. Yeah. EP, so, though. EP for sure, though. So there's an EP on the way. Yes, sir. What, what, what can you tell us about it without giving us too much detail? Man, so the EP is um it's, t- it's titled after the single, uh, my kind of crazy. I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind talking, about, you know, talking about it. Um, you know, when I first got married, it was just first of all, just just taking the step to to be engaged. You know, where I'm from, it's like you get accolades for being with, you know, with more than one woman. So when I took the step to like really you know, get engaged and then married after that. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, she's even crazy. It's things about her that's, like, kind of, like, kind of throwing me off. And it's like, man, I'm going to be with her for the rest of my life. But then I started learning that, like, like calling somebody's crazy is, like, it's a little dismissive, you know? And then those things that I thought were crazy or things that I maybe disliked in a relationship, once I really fell in love with her, I really started to love those things hit you know my kind of crazy you know what i'm saying so she's crazy but she, she's my kind of crazy you know what i'm saying she's just crazy enough for me <laughs> you feel yeah, me yeah, for sure. <laughs> I and i think i think every man can relate to man a girl crazy man but i love her you know what i'm saying it's that, <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of vibe <clears throat> excuse me now is it safe to say that the that the ep coming out it is uh, loosely based on your marriage? Uh, some of it is and some of it isn't. It's really, you know, a compilation of relationships. But the major, the majority of it, yes, is about my wife, for sure. The, the majority of it, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Now, knowing that it, it's so close to your to your actual life, how do you... How do I'm you not- keep the... How do you keep the wife from getting mad? How do you keep the wife from getting mad? Nah, she's not mad at all, man. She think it's cute. Like, you know, she think it's cute that, uh, you know, that my love songs, my songs are about her. She like it. (laughs) She cool. She cool. Um, I just got to get her in front of the camera, man. That's what I got to do. That's the part I'm going to have to just, I don't even know, to get her in front of the camera. Usually, (laughs) man, I'm I'm really, like, personal. I try to really keep, like, my, my... my personal life, like, off social media, but at the same time, it's like, you really can't be an artist and try to have so much of a personal life, too, because when, you, when you're putting out music, music is personal, you know? It's not just business. When people are hearing it, they're hearing your life, they're hearing your perspective, they're hearing your thoughts. So for me, it's like, you know what? It's not even personal no more. It's just, it's, it's just normal at this point. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Sure. sure. So... Did you produce this album? I mean, this EP. Sorry. Um, I, I would say I co-produced a lot. I co-produced a lot. Pretty much every song on there for sure. Some of them I fully produced, and then other ones 
my friends produce. What I love so much about this project, man, is that I really did it with like with my friends. None of these beats were like just randomly bought off of YouTube or bought off the internet. Some of these songs were, dude, maybe produced, like reproduced, like because the first time we didn't really hit it. Some of these songs are reproduced, like man, like four or five times. Some of these songs is old, like maybe two, three years old, but people have never heard them. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of these are just like songs that I'm very proud of. And I'm I'm glad that the project is coming out, but I'm also nervous too, because a lot of it is predominantly like R and B. It's not it's not just your regular hip hop album, you know? So it's a lot of singing on there. It's a lot of singing on there. But I'm excited for it, man, because based off just off the um the attention that I got from the singles and the music video, I think that a lot of people are going to embrace it. And is I think it's going to be good, man. I'm really excited about it. I really am. It sounds like it's going to be a good body of work. For sure, man. A really good body of work. Now, for those who don't know you, take us back. How'd you get started? Oh, man, so I've, I've been doing music for as long as I can remember. My mom and dad, man, they would have us, like, all in the church. And that's where I really started, like, hearing music. Um, My mom plays the piano, the bass, and my dad plays the keys. So I was just always around music, man, always around music. And that's pretty much, like, how I got into it. Like, it really, like, it really, really, really started in the church, just being in church all the time for sure. And then fast forward in high school, I went to Marion, Illinois. That's that's around St. Uh, St. Louis, Southern Illinois, somewhere around there. And, man, I was going to church maybe four times a week. <laughs> I was a part of the choir. I was in a jazz choir in high school. Everything was just music. Even the chick I dated at that time, she was a um, – a drummer in the in the in the in the marching band when I was playing football. So every every everything was music, man. And for me, music has always been it's been I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's therapy, but it's therapeutic if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's only it's only so much it can do for you. But so it's it's always been it's always been good for me. As far as the audio engineering part I always wanted my, my stuff to sound clean, my music to sound clean. So that's how I really got into audio engineering. So 12 years ago, I moved to Orlando, Florida to go to um, Full Sail University for audio engineering. Got my degree in um, recording arts and in music production. I started working at um, Plus Recording Studios here in Winter Springs. And that's where I really just got my reps up. I got my sound up. So as I was audio engineering a bunch of artists and help producing a bunch of artists that's when I started to really hone in on my sound like okay I like this I don't like these cadences I don't like this sound so audio engineering was really my background so for me to produce and engineer my own stuff it was easy for me because I was already doing it for a living for other people you know so yeah so to sum it up like that's that's just like the, the gist of it you know gotcha now, going back to to the EP, you talked about how some of those songs you, you wrote two or three years ago and, and you putting them on the EP now. 
how do you choose what song goes on the EP? Because I know you're constantly thinking about new work. I, I know you're constantly writing new music. And to shelf a song for that long and say that it go it works better than the song that you may have just thought of a couple of months ago. How do you make that decision? Some of them, though, I will say this. Excuse me. Some of them were unfinished, too. So some of them was just really, like, rough ideas. So it was really taking this idea from, like, oh, man, this maybe it could be a four-bar sample. And I could have maybe some mumbles and stuff to it. So a lot of them wasn't, like, fully completed, if that's what you're saying. No. But a lot of them, they were good enough to where I was like, you know what? I could take this song, put this song with this. As long as it matches the feeling and the vibe and the message, that was the most important thing. So I wasn't just necessarily just pulling songs like, let me put these songs together and let's just, or or it wouldn't make sense. The, it wouldn't make sense in my mind chronologically, you know what I mean? In the in the order that I that I put the songs. So a lot of it, a lot of it started with production. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, it was just having a bunch of beats, and so putting the track list together, it came to, it came together pretty naturally. And that's why I'm proud of it because I really took my time. I haven't released the EP in, man, I don't know. I've I've been releasing singles, but as far as a project, maybe like over four years. So like I'm really inspired again, and I'm really encouraged to like really put this project out because I feel like it's very it's very refreshing. You know what I mean? And it's what the and it's what the people need. I'm trying to bring R and B back, man. R and B is here. But I feel like at times it it became so degrading. Like you couldn't hear a song without it being overly sexual or uh, the degrading women. You know what I'm saying? Like we've lost the uplifting of women or just talking about love in a way to where maybe a, a kid that's 17 years old could hear it without feeling like, oh, man, maybe I'm he's confused about his sexuality because I'm talking about certain things. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, was, it was very important for me to make a project that not just one select group of people could hear, but that everybody could hear. It could be a universal message and everybody could get something to it. Because at the end of the day, we're all here for love, bro. At the end of the day, if you weren't created to do anything else, you were you were created to love and to be loved. You know what I mean? So I'm super excited about it, for sure. What's uh? Cat, I'll let you ask the question. You usually are the one to ask this question. Okay, so take us through your uh, your writing process. So my process is like, it's a little weird, man, because I envy my friends who can write. I cannot write, man. I literally, I'll put the beat on, and I'll, and I'll mumble some words because I record myself again. So when I'm recording myself, I'm thinking like, um, like an audio engineer, like, okay, does this word go with this? Does this phrase go with that? Like, so the weirdest thing is that sometimes, bro, like, I'll finish a song and be like, okay, what is this song about? <laughs> and it ends up making sense. Because I'm sure you know what, you know, what punching in is. So sometimes I'm just punching these words in, like, every two bars, every three bars, every four bars, and I'm listening back, like, does that make sense? I'm like, okay, let me go and change this bar. Or let me change that bar because it got to make sense. Because a lot of times when people freestyle songs, you're not, if you don't have a common theme in mind, then you're just freestyling about nothing. You know what I mean? So right. a lot of times my, 
my process, it might seem all over the place, but usually it works for me. Like, I'll just try to get, like, a quick theme out. If I can get a quick theme out my head, like, if I can get four bars out or if I can get a chorus out, I'd be like, okay, bet. The song is about this. Let's keep writing around that theme. But as far as writing it down on paper, I, my mind, it just moves too fast. I just have to put on the microphone and just go start saying little melodies and whatnot and just come out with different phrases. And if I can't find a melody, a lot of times I'll just, like, I'll go to something else because the melody is everything. Even if I find, like, a good line or a good, like, cadence, if if the, if the I don't know, if the melody doesn't, like, touch me a certain way, then I just go on to a different song because it's all about melody for me, like feeling. And if I don't feel it, like, while I'm in the groove, then either I'll probably just shut the computer down for the whole day, like, nope, this ain't my day today. If I if I don't feel it, I'm not going to force it. I'm one of them okay. type of artists, okay. yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to sit in the room all day with the door closed in the studio for 12 hours trying to figure out a song. Like, if I don't feel it, shut it down and go do something else. You know what I mean? Exactly. Pretty much, the, yeah, that's the writing process, though. Do you find that works better for you, shutting everything down, going out, living life? Dude, you, oh my God, you, I can't preach this enough. Do you have to? Because you have to go get inspired. You have to go experience the world. Like, dude, as an audio engineer, you know, full time in music, like, just sitting in a room there for, I've had sessions where I've sat with artists for, I don't know, maybe, four, six, eight hours. Sometimes you get some songs done and then other nights, it's just nights of nothingness. Some clients, you just you just talk the whole time and you don't even come up with nothing. So you have to do things outside of the studio. You have to do things out outside of music. Like it took me a long time to learn that. I have to like get outside of the studio, go get inspired, go do something else, experience something and then take that experience and put that experience in the music. You know what I mean? Because if I don't do that at that point, I'm just making up music that it's not going to, it has no weight to me. Because right now I'm just forcing it. I'm just putting out anything. And I like to put out meaningful things. And I don't feel like I could do that if I'm not experiencing something in my life. You understand? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely got to get outside the studio for sure. That's Absolutely. a big one. That's a big one. Now you talked about you know, your friends write for you. So you have a team that works with you. No, 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 no. My friend no, my friends don't write for me. I said okay. that yeah, 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 no. No writers. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said I said that I envy I envy is my friends that can't. Oh, write. okay, okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, them dudes will pull out their phone. I like, I can't do that, bro. Like I just gotta just keep playing the beat and just let me try to remember it. Because my mind moves too fast. Like, I can't I don't think I ever wrapped off of a phone. I, I can't do it. Like, if I'm going, I've got to remember the whole thing and then try to do it. Because then it might sound like I'm reading. And I come from the engineer world. So sometimes it's technical for me, the process. Like, if I hear a lip smack or if I hear a word or shout out to Jules, man. Shout out to Jules, man, because he really made me better at that. He made me super, like, conscious in a good way of when I'm recording. Like, I used to leave, like, lip smacks or like very big deep breaths i didn't care about it but he made me very conscious conscious of those little details and they really do matter like 
you guys might not hear them, but I might hear something that I did, and I'll be like, man, okay, I was lazy. I probably could have, I probably could have took that out or changed that, but uh, but I didn't. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, no, that breath, that breath be ruining verses. <laughs> hey, it's like no. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> Like, they get like seven out. bars in on that eighth when you hear the. <gasps> yeah, no, no, no. Being being a producer, a songwriter, uh, a singer, a rapper, an uh, engineer, what would you say is is what would you say is most difficult? Which one is most difficult for you? Artist, being an artist for sure. How being come? Artist for sure, because I've always said like. Man, to be an artist, you have to really put, you have to throw yourself fully into it. I've always said that if I'm not going to fully throw myself into like really creating good. We don't need more artists wanting to be artists like just because. And I've always said if I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to have something to say. But in all actuality, it's hard to do that, bro, when you got you know, five projects that you mix in, you know, money been paid, down payments been paid, you got to get this mix out to this label, or you got to, you know, produce for this artist, so a lot of times my stuff, it took, it didn't take precedence, you know what I mean, I just didn't, by the time I got to my stuff, I was burnt out, like, I don't even want to hear music no more, because at that point, it, if I'm being honest, like, a couple of years ago, like, I just stopped doing music, like, as an artist, because, Every time I would hear music, it felt like a job, and it wasn't fun for me. Like, once the money got involved, it's like, oh, man, I got to go to the recording studio and do this long section, or I got to produce this project, or I have to, because it was my means of uh, income. But when I started doing film, and it really supplemented, and now I had a choice of who I could work with and not work with, it opened up the door and it gave me more availability to really do my own music. So artistry, definitely, bro. That one for sure. That one is the most difficult out of out of all of them. Now, aside from aside from being a, um, an artist, you also say you you do you do cinematography, you do you do photography as well. For yeah, <clears throat> did you do the did you do the vanity video? I did. I direct. I directed that video. My boy, um, Stoli Productions. He shot it. But I directed it, wrote the script, um, I edited it, packaged it, marketed it, everything. Uh, that in the song, the song I produced the song, and my boy Zach Wood he co-produced it, and um, I recorded it, um, I mixed it. Shout out to Young JC, he was on the song. So from the top, from from the bottom to the top, bro. And, and sometimes it can be it's fun though because you got. You got full creative control, bro. And one reason one reason I really picked up the camera, like, I was just frustrated with cameraman. I feel like my vision wasn't coming to pass. So during the pandemic, dude, I just picked up a camera. And, man, a year and 10 months later, I had no idea it would, like, really turn into, like, me getting booked for, like, weddings and stuff like that. So, like, that's been really cool. But really picking up the camera, it helped me as an artist. So now when I write songs, I'm visualizing like, hey, what kind of music video can I see to this joint? So that's the part I get really excited about. Like, the music is cool, but the part I really get excited about is creating and directing the music video, bro. 
That part, that part is fun. That part is super fun for sure. And I'm doing it with my friends. That's what make it even better. I'm not just hiring some some average Joe Blow to like, hey, come shoot this and come edit this. Cause like, it's your art, man. And one thing I've learned, you can't just work with people who are talented. Like, we have to be on the same one accord. Like, at least, at least mentally and spiritually, you know. Because there are times when artists they hire, they hire talented people, but if your if your talent is bigger than your heart, you might give me a product, but it might it might not be the product that I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? It's just something that you slap together real quick because I gave you a check. But it wasn't it wasn't really personalized, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so that's why I had to start directing my own music videos because I know what I was what I'm gonna put in it, somebody else is not gonna put in that time like that unless you're really close to me. And unless you really know me, you know what I mean? Especially in the music industry, everything is just quick exchange, quick product, quick exchange, quick product. You know what I mean? And I never, I never wanted that with anybody. Like I would rather have a relationship with you and we build and we, we create something that's, that's beautiful for the world to see. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. That's and a long I, answer. <laughs> and I like how, I like how you, you, you talked about, making the music opens up the vision for the video because yeah. you know it, it that was actually going to be my next question on on does it does does it allow you to go into that place where you're thinking of like a movie you're thinking of of your next video you're thinking of that 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 visual inspiration for you when it comes to it so uh i'm glad you did touch on that um now Again, going back to you having you you wearing so many titles, how do you shift the trust into to other people, other producers, other engineers, other people who are working on your projects with you? How do you put that trust into them to say, hey, you know what, I, 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 I have a vision and I want you to help me take it there? A lot of times we just, our relationship is so dope already that all y'all already know is going to be because I'm I'm fans of the guys who like produce on my stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm a huge fan, so I I already know, and I'm not a I'm not a control freak. Like so, let's say I'm producing a new song, I'll give them so much as far as like production. It's it's really just like yo, just finish it, bro. Like I already know, whatever you do, you're going to kill it. Just finish it, and usually I never come back dissatisfied, bro. Honestly. Because I'm giving them so much of the uh, of the vision. I never just come to somebody and just say, hey, I want this. First of all, people are busy, bro. It's too much work these days. Like, especially as an artist, like, you, you, you have to start producing your own stuff. Because unless you really got a producer who can take what's in your head and make it tangible, it's just, you know, it's just tough. So to answer your question, the, the trust is already there from the relationship. And, again, I'm, I'm fans of these dudes, so I already know, like, Yo, bro, I'm a fan, bro. Whatever you do, I already know it's going to be crazy. Like, my friends wow me with their music, bro. I'm blessed to be around so many creative people who who challenge my art and who um inspire me, you know? So I'm, I'm blessed to have that. Now, I didn't have it all the time. Trust me. <laughs> well, briefly, well, briefly, go ahead and shout them out. Who are some of those artists that, 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 that inspire you right now? Man, my boy, um, Scooty Wop, man. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Scooty Wop. He's uh, he's doing he's doing this thing 
Jules, of course, man. I, I think Jules can really rap. Uh, I tell him that all the time, bro. He's an amazing rapper. He's he really he inspires me to care about everything. Like if the hi hat is this dude, this dude would remix this this dude would mix a song four or five times to get it right. And I always thought that was crazy because me, if 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 the rough sounds crazy, if I feel like the rough moves me, then we go on with that. Because as an engineer, your rough might sound like a full mix. I'm like, nah, bro, we put that joint out. I'm not touching that joint again. You crazy. He'll call me 3 a.m. Hey, man, look, bro, could you just turn the clap up just a point DB? I'm like, bro, can nobody even hear a point <laughs> Like, bro, can nobody even hear a point DB? <laughs> Y'all know, do you know what a point DB is, bro? Yeah, we know what a like, point DB is. Oh, my God. Like, bro, a point DB. Man, just like a point, like a like a point. I'm like, yo. So he taught me to really care, bro. He taught me to care. It got on my nerves at the time, but he he really taught me to care. Uh, Michael Shelley is a great producer. Um, Sean the Shield, he produced on um, Nevis. I think he did um, uh, Narcoleptic. He did that track, and he did um, uh, what's the other one called? P and F. Pardon no favors. And uh, he produced, he produced my kind of crazy, and he produced. Uh, I said I got a track called Dream Girl on the EP. He produced that. He's just an amazing producer, bro. Like when I'm in a room with these guys, I just like, I just take notes, bro. Like for real, bro. Like, cause I'm again, like I'm, I'm, I'm fans of these dudes, so it's just dope. That's why no egos get in the way. You know what I mean? Because we're all fans of each other. It's not like. Um, you know, I want to be so much better than them that I don't want to see them shine. Vice versa, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to support your dogs. Now, you, you earlier you mentioned how you want to bring R&B back. That's the goal. You know, we're bringing R&B back. It's here, man. It's here, man. R&B, I, I love the strides we're making. I like Give Me Up. I like, I like the strides we're making. And, and R&B, I think for a moment we just – we just lost that thing, though. You know what I mean? For a moment, it just felt, it just felt like dry. You know what I'm saying? But now, like, you know, artists like Giveon and just uh, Frank Ocean. It's just certain artists that that I'm hearing now, and I'm like, yo, I really love R&B now. I love, I love the space. You know what I mean? Because for a while, I just feel like we just lost it. I feel like the message had every so like, bro, give me an album that's more than sex, bro. Like. For real. <laughs> and like me coming from the background of like growing up in a church, like I feel like a lot of times when we talk about love, bro, like Christians, bro, it'd be so taboo. Like it's like the love of Jesus, the love of God. It's like, okay, I get that, bro. I love Jesus and I love God, bro. But I'm also married too, bro. So like I need something that I can listen to with my wife and not feel like, oh, this is like extra weird. You know what I'm saying? Something that's like some, yeah, like something that's like positive, and that's and that's what this project is for. It's really like women empowerment, bro. So you can like you can hear it with your wife, or you can hear it with your girlfriend, or even if you're single and not feel disgusted, like you have to go out and you know bang something out right quick. You know what I'm saying? It's a message in it. So that's what I mean when I say bring you know R and B back. That that good that good feeling soulful music, bro. So that's what I mean when I say that. So I, I love this. Yeah, I love the space that R&B is in right now, though. I really do. Now, <clears throat> sticking to 
how how music is sounding at this point in time. We are now in a place where even in R and B, it's one verse, one hook, song done. You know, songs are <laughs> not last more than two minutes these days. How do you feel about the transition of music? Are you with it? Or 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 do you <laughs> still back to the two verses, three verses? Uh I mean speaking for my EP, if I if I'm going to do that it's probably an interlude or an intro, bro. But like, yeah, if it's not, if if it, if it don't say interlude or intro, you're definitely going to get at least two to three verses from me and a chorus. That's just me, though. Especially for R and B, I think in hip hop that's happening a lot more. Actually, I think I think R and B they still two minutes thirty seconds, but uh, hip hop is like, man, you might get a minute and forty five. The songs are so short. But, bro, that's because our attention spans now. It's like social media. It's like if you don't catch people within the first, like, five seconds, they not – the average person don't even listen to an album, let alone a song that's like – I got to – man, listen, I got to really like you to listen to a song, even to complete a song. Like, I'm fully aware that people might get this EP and – if the first song don't hit them, don't, they probably don't listen to the rest of it. That's why I made sure every song, like, is really intricately starting off because I know that if I don't catch them, they're not going to catch the, the rest of the song. So I think the music industry, they started shortening songs because they understand that you just don't have a lot of time with the listener. Like, our parents, they grew up on Earth, Wind, and Fire. Dude, them songs is like seven to eight minutes. Some of them was like nine minutes. Marvin Gaye go on for ten minutes. Like that's it, Marvin. What? Yeah. This this you got Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like the first two minutes is just instruments. Du, 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 du. Nah, not no, nah, not not no more, man. You might have like two seconds in. Du, du, du. No, all like it. I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro. That was one chord progression. I don't like it. You don't, you don't like the chord progression? Why? Because it was a a, a diminished seven. I'm like, let the song, like, you know, and it's so much music now. It's hard to appreciate music now because it's just so much of it, bro. It's, it used to be quality over quantity. Now it's quantity over quality. It's about who's, you know, it doesn't even have to be quality music no more. If you're just constantly just putting on a lot, it's just like, it's that cycle. The problem with that is that it's, it's going to be hard for you to find good music. If you're just always listening that way, so I I get why people do it. I I'm not a fan. I'm not like really a big fan of it, especially if I'm gonna do like a song, especially if it's singing. Man, if that joint under like two minutes, it's probably an interlude or something like that. You know what I mean? But I understand why they do it. Like I said, it's hard to keep people's attention, bro, especially with social media. I think that's why the visual is so important. Like. When I released Vanity, like, nobody was really, like, flocking to it like that. I released a music video. That joint hit 60,000 in three weeks. And I was like, dang. But the song did not get that many streams. And I was just like, that just goes to show you. When you put a, a when you put the visual with the song, it's more of a story to tell. You know what I mean? That's why I'm big on, that's why I'm big on visuals now. Because now I know that the visual is going to, is going to push the song over the top. Like you ever heard, you ever saw, um, you ever heard a song for the first time because you watched the music video first? Yeah. Now, now go back, and if you go back, and if you listen to that song, you probably be like, man, 
man, I don't even like this song like that. <laughs> but because you saw the music video with it, it's like, oh, this is dope. Is this a visual making you think that it's dope? It's everything collectively. But some of these songs, if you didn't have a visual, you you wouldn't think the song was as good. For sure. So yeah. Yeah, that just that just happened to me today. <laughs> what was it? What was you listening to? It was uh so I'm a big Elton John fan. Hey. And one of my favorite songs is Rockin' Man. Okay. So my daughter's six. And she was in the other room like singing the hook to Rocket Man. So I, I went and grabbed my phone. I was like, oh, I played the song. She goes, no, that's not the song. So I searched. I went on YouTube and just like Rocket Man sample to try to figure out what song she was singing. She's like, oh, there's a girl singing it. There's a girl singing it. So it's right. uh, Elton John and Dua Lipa yeah, have okay. a song. And I saw the visual and I was like, okay, this song is dope because it has a dope visual. Right. But then if you just heard it without the visual, you'd probably be like, oh. I wouldn't even listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Elton John song is, is, is pretty dope. The, it's a good remake. It's a good remake. Yeah, it's a remix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, but how do you stay? Okay, here's my question. How do you stay true to your lane or true to yourself when it comes to this microwave mentality that we have, that we have in music, where it is quality, or I mean, quantity over quality, because so many artists right now. They want to get into that. They want to stay true to themselves. But with the way social media is, is going, like you said, it's I want my music right now. I don't want to wait on you to, 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 to manifest your sound. I don't want to wait for you to get yourself right. <clears throat> how, do you stay, how do you stay true to yourself in, 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 within this world? Man, that's crazy. I was just having, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and we were just talking about life. And how she started therapy. And one of the things she said, it like really, I just I just texted her today like, thank you, man, because it was really prophetic what she said. And she said, man, who, whose timeline are you on? Why do you, whose time? You, are you on somebody else's timeline? Like, why do you, why do you feel the need to put something out? Like, like now, if you want to push it back a week or so or a week or two to do just that, why do you, you don't have to, I think, man, if you're not secure in yourself as an artist, you will look at other artists and think that you have to rush and put out a great deal. I would rather put out quality music than just put out anything. You know what I mean? So I think one is just being like really healthy. And for me, um, I had to download the Instagram app to get on here, bro. So, like, a lot of times if I want to check something on Instagram, I'll go on Safari, put in Instagram, check what I check or whatever, and then just get off real quick. I don't even keep the app on my phone like that. And I found that to be super healthy because I'm not looking at what nobody else is doing because comparison is a calling killer. If you really want to kill your calling and kill your purpose in life, period, then, then stay on social media. You know what I mean? So, for me, I found I find it to be very healthy. I'm at my best. When I post, I post something, and then I'll leave. I might come back like I did or two and reply to some stuff. But if I'm sitting there waiting to see what people are saying, it's just going to make me think like, dang, man, I'm not I'm not putting out enough music as this person or as this artist, as that. So it's like, bro, who whose timeline are you on, bro? Like, move at your pace. I'm not going to let nobody speed my process up. Like, no, nah, man, my life is tailor-made for me. I'm going to put out the music 
that I want to put out. And that's why this project is so important to me because it's the music that I like listening to. I'm an R&B guy. I'm a sweetheart, bro. Like, I'm married. <laughs> like, I like that kind of music. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of who are our rap or whatever no more. So it's like, I'm not going to make that kind of music because I think <clears throat> that's what's hot or that's what's, you know, tending on, that's what's trending on TikTok. I'm going to make what I like to make. And that's why I'm super excited to see, you know, how people feel about this project because it's me being authentic. And if nobody else even like it, bro, like, I like it. Like, this project is for me. Like, I can't wait to see it on Spotify, no Apple Music. And, you know what I mean? So it's just it's just really digging into yourself and just knowing who you are. Like, bro, what kind of music do you like to make? Not what everybody else is telling you to make because you might get hot for the moment. Like, we think that that spot, that being spot, that very – like being hot or whatever, we think that that spot is super important, but but it's not. Like Jay said, you want to be a trend or or, or Ralph Lauren. You know what I'm saying? We play the win forever. We're not just we're not just playing for the moment. So if it takes a little longer for us to get fans or for the music to get in the hands of the right people, that's okay because that means you know we stayed authentic. We did it our way. We didn't we didn't conform. Yeah, that's beautiful. Now. Right now, at this point in your career, do you prefer to continue to go down? Make do you prefer to continue to make EPs, or at some point in time, are you going to work on an album? That man, I'm definitely going to work on an album for sure, because it it makes it makes a lot of sense. Like this EP, man, is really just me just gearing up, and I'm really I can't wait to hear the response of the world, and then I'm definitely going to go for that. That ten song, that 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 twelve song project, I'm actually really, I'm really excited about that. Even though I think sometimes it's good to like really build the base before you, before you create a whole album. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I think creating an album now when like there's no demand, I'm not saying that it's a waste of time. I just think it's better to to build the base and to get your face out there and to get your name out there. And I'm, and I'm so business minded too. Like, I don't want to create this big album and then um, it, it falls on deaf ears. You know what I mean? So for me, if I'm going to create an album, I have to make sure that it's, that it's calculated, that it's the kind of album that is going to draw fans and, you know, ultimately draw, draw business as well. So to answer your question for sure, man, definitely see myself doing the album for sure. Uh, what are some of the things that you got to you you mentioned the business side of things? What are some of the things that you have to take into consideration that a lot of people don't seem to to look at? I think every I think when you were created, like God created you with an optimal audience. Meaning, this is not even just like artistry, but I'll bring it back to the artistry. There are certain people that like you guys can don't there's a certain music over everything. There is a certain demographic that mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a certain demographic that you guys are called to reach, right? And you can't be worried about if if you don't reach these other groups of people. You might not be you might not be called to reach them. So for me demographically speaking like i have to know who i'm reaching i have to know who's going to be 
a potential consumer. Who am I creating for? What am I creating for? You know what I mean? So it's, it's very important to know who you're creating for because if you don't know what consumer you're creating for, how, how are they going to find you if you don't know? Like, if one minute you want to be a rock star, make a rock star music, the trap music, the Christian music, the pop music, it's just too much. And I'm not saying you can't be, you know, you can't be in more than one genre, but what I am saying is that if you're not going to create for a specific demographic, then those fa those fans are never going to come. You know what I mean? Because now you're just creating music, but you don't have a specific message. Like, when you think of Ross, what do you think about? You think about luxury. You think about getting money. You think about certain things. When you think about um, Giveon, you know you're going to hear some heartbreak stuff, right? Like, you, you are, he knows his consumer. Like, like, a lot of dudes from the hood, they're not rushing out to the stores to or they're not rushing out to like go buy give me on they they want some young jeezy or they want this or that you know what i'm saying <clears throat> so it took me a while to, to figure that out like in any business that you're in you have a you have a demographic you know what i mean so if i'm gonna be a videographer i can't just be all over the place if i want to film weddings then most of the content on my film page has to be weddings it can't be a bunch of trap shoot 'em up music videos because then I'm business wise, I'm never gonna attract those kind of clients, you know, wedding clients. So it's the it's the it's the same thing in music. It's like what kind of consumers do you want? And so for my brand, you know, me I have a tagline, I exist to help people know who they are. So my, my name made is from the scripture Psalms um 139.14, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And so in my music, I try to your bio. Um, it's the Made for, for More podcast. You can find that. And that's also just about identity. So I know the people who I'm going to attract is really people who are people who they, they don't quite know who they are and they're really trying to help find themselves. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm saying that I'm here with you to, I'm here with you to like define that journey. I see how great you are. I see your destiny. I see what you could be. I see the potential in you. Let's do it together. And then once I found that out, I knew that I wasn't creating. I wasn't creating for just any specific. I wasn't creating for just any market. Now it's like now I know like okay, these are my people right here. These are the people I need to like. Uh, collaborate. These are people I need to listen to when they say that they want something from me. These are the people who are really going to be with me on the journey. These people right here are temporary. They just hear it. They might say good job. Might be a like. Might be a comment. But these people right here who I genuinely that not only can we build as a relationship, but ultimately they'll be a consumer as well. Because at that point they don't feel like they're they're buying anything. <laughs> it's more like a relationship, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. But yeah, that's that's one of the hardest parts to to really figure out. Like who are you making music for? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are some gems right there. I know. I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is that was that was definitely something to reflect on. <laughs> For veterans, that's something to reflect on for fans, something for new artists. Cad, you got anything you want to ask? Man, 
I had a question, but I think that was so great. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask my question. <laughs> nah, man. Ask, <laughs> ask, ask the question. Ask the question, man. <laughs> so I was gonna ask. There's a, I guess there's different like thought processes when it comes to uh, releasing music. Um, just plugging plug my phone up. Oh no, you're good. You're good. So there's always the uh, release sales. <laughs> kind of mindset oh. until you know something catches on and then you grow and then you can release like EPs, albums, things like that from there. But I also think there's other arts because I'm from the lo-fi space so it's a little a little different. So there's other artists that are like hey I'll release like instead of singles I'll release like EPs give you like four or five songs at a time. Right. My fan base may not necessarily be large but maybe after I drop four or five EPs, a single will catch on to somebody. They look for me, and then they find this big body of work. So it's kind of like you found the map to the treasure by listening to the song, and then when I hear all the rest of this body of work that I didn't even know existed, it's like, oh, this is great. Yeah, so, that's, that's usually how it goes. That's usually how you discover a bunch of artists. Like, you hear... You hear one song and then you be like, okay, man, that was dope. Let me go listen to these other songs and like really see how those how those songs are. So yeah, I, I think I think singles are great. I mean, it's, dude, it's different for everybody. I don't think it's man, I don't think it's a, a a right or wrong way because you got some people who just put out projects. It could be their first project and them, they just go, they just take off. And then you got some people who put out. Uh, Russ, what what that man put out? 12, 11 some projects? You ain't really hear oh, him. Russ, Russ put out a song a week for I think a year and a half. Yeah, he had a lot of mixtapes too, though. And like nobody was like really, he was talking about it. Nobody was like really catching until really he got like better. And then people was like, okay, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, he I, was the one that I saw that like the catalog where he said it was uh, like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Where yeah. a lot of people were talking about Game of Thrones at the time, but he had never seen it. So he said, so when I watch episode one, I don't have to wait for episode two because I already have it. Mm, and that he'll continue you. to go that way. I think, yeah, I think he was making mixtapes. He wasn't getting any buzz. And then he did the song a week. And he said, like, maybe my fourth song hits. Somebody likes it. They go to my page. I'm like, oh, I got all these other songs to listen to. Mm. And it was like growing his fandom that way. But yeah, I mean, there's no right or wrong. Everybody has their own. You could be Little Pump and release Gucci Gang that's a minute and a half long and be on top of the world. Or Man, you could be like a, like a Freddie Gibbs that's been making music since 2002 and it was 2014 when he hit and then he has all these other songs that you can listen to. Man, that, and I think, I think something that I always stress this to my friends, bro, never just think about it as music like, Show your personality. Like, I'm always trying to tell my friends, like, yo, y'all need to get on TikTok, too. Like, TikTok is, like, the number one social media for, like, music, bro. It's not it's not Instagram. Like, these labels are putting up five to $10,000 every time a single come up. They're paying the influencers because they know if the influencers can make the song hot, they know that that traffic is going to carry to YouTube, it's going to carry over to, you know, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, you know, so... I think now you got to be speaking of the release pro process. Like sometimes I got funny music, like like not funny music, but like funny little videos on my page too, or motivational videos on my page too, because 
people have to see your personality now. Like it's more than just um it's more than just music now. If people fall in love with you, it's easy to fall in love with your music because they feel like right. they know you. And that's a huge thing. Like you can have amazing music, but if people feel like they don't know you, it's like, yeah, they got great music, but I don't really know anything about this person. Like they just they just drop music. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, the the speaking part, like if I'm being honest, like I might get more uh, engagement when I like on my speaking stuff than my music. I'd be like, you know what? And it used to bother me at first. I'm like, you know what? That's cool. If the if the speaking and me being motivational, if that if that brings you in, and then you get to hear the music, fine, I'm cool with that. So a lot of times, like that's what works for me. You know what I mean? Like being conversational, putting the inspiring message up, or um, explaining a quote, or breaking down the lyric to where people could understand it. That a lot of times, that's that's what helps me. You know what I'm saying? And I know, and I pay attention to the people who come back, and they'll say, "Oh, it's always so inspiring." I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'm starting to notice it. Like it's the same people." <clears throat> I gotta look close. So excuse me. It's the same people commenting and sharing, and that's how I know they're like, "Okay, this stuff is starting. This stuff is starting to catch." Like I don't even have to ask them to do certain things. They're they're doing it. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, that's super important to the uh, to the release process. Just really. Showing your personality, showing your point of view, being more than an artist, man. That's the reason we like Pac, bro. He wasn't just a rapper. He was a revolutionary. He was, Pac was like, Pac was so, he was a he was an innovative thinker, bro. Like, I don't know what Tupac would have did if he was still alive, but like, it was more than music with him. He's a prime example of what I mean when I say it's more than music. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely beautiful, definitely beautiful. And May, I have to say that once again, we do thank you for being a part of the show with us and thank you for giving us the time to sit down and talk to yes, you. Yes, sir. You know, being able to have you share to the world, share with your fans, share with our fans a little bit about who you are, a little bit about what's coming for you. And with what's coming for you, let everybody know what what's, what, what 2022 has in store for May. Oh, man, so 2022, I'm super excited about this EP. It's coming out August 19th, man. So market calendars, the leak, the leak is in my bio. You can go pre-order it. Um, you can pre-save it. Um, a lot of good things, man. Outside of music has has happened for me already from buying multiple properties, from my film business growing. So that's why I felt like, man, it was it was time to really jump back, jump back into music fully. And just ride this train out, bro. And um, you can expect great visuals from all of the songs, for sure. So, man, I appreciate y'all having me. My kind of crazy EP out, August 19th, man. Go, man, go get that thing. It's going to be crazy, I promise Lastly, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find your music. Let everybody know where you're plugged in at. Yo, so you can go on, obviously, Instagram, me underscore music. It's the same thing on TikTok. Um, me underscore music underscore. You can find me on um, YouTube. Made Spotify. Made M A D E. Pretty much, pretty much made on everything except Facebook and Instagram, which is made underscore music for sure. Y'all tap in with me. And with that being said, 
to all of our fans, to all of our listeners, that is our time. We are much appreciated for everybody tuning in with us. And it is for one reason and one reason only that we're here today talking to you guys, as always, and it's because we love you. And with that being said, I am your host once again, Hitch Montana, with my co-host. You know what it is? Spotify podcast, Apple Podcasts, where you can find us. We're on TikTok, that most show, Twitter, that most show one, Instagram. You're here watching us. But it's your boy, the podcast Marv Albert. Just two guys doing the show from their mom's basement. It's Cadmine. Peace. Peace out, world. All right, y'all. Be easy.